is good, everybody. Welcome to a very special Niners Nation Instant Reaction Podcast. I'm Rob Statz-Guerrera here with Jordan Elliott of Niners Nation. And Jordan, we got news. I'm sitting around. I'm, I'm watching friggin' Hulu, like not paying attention to anything. I thought my work for, for, for everything was done. I literally had a story written up for Niners Nation about Tim Kawakami's piece that the Niners could be the frontrunners for Christian McCaffrey. And boom. Adam Schefter dropping a bombshell that the 49ers are going to acquire Christian McCaffrey for draft picks from the Carolina Panthers. I am utterly flabbergasted. I'm right there with you. I didn't see it happening this fast. If it did, I thought it would be something where we'd get closer to the deadline and maybe, you know, Carolina would be a little bit more desperate. But, you know, John Lynch is, you know, got to tip your cap. He was aggressive and he got it done. And here, we, you know, it's 11, what is it, 1130 where you are? It's, you know, these late yeah. night deals are... Uh, are always fun. <laughs> Man, this is unbelievable. Like, so I don't know what to think. Like, I, I literally have not even had time to process how I feel about it. Obviously, we don't know the compensation yet. Uh, if anybody in the chat, you know, you see something about the compensation, throw it in there. Um, my uh, my initial reaction, I mean, you drafted running backs in the third round in each of the last two years. Now, I know Trey Sermon is not here anymore, but. Like Ty Davis price is on the roster. Jordan Mason's on the roster. And again, I realize they're not Christian McCaffrey, but I am surprised that they are rolling the dice on a guy that's had some injury issues. Yeah. And you know, I, I do wonder how much of this Rob came down to them just acknowledging, like we can't get running backs in the draft early. We haven't been able to find that dynamic bell cow can, you know, do everything for you. You know, they Whoa. sorry. Okay. I just saw the compensation. Schefter says Niners are sending the Rams second. Wait, Niners are sending the Rams second, third, and fourth. Wait a minute. I think he I think he meant to say he's sending the Panthers those picks. So it's, it's going to be a two, three, and a four, and a fifth. A two, three, and a four in 2023, and a fifth in 2024? I think that's too much, dude. That's would, absurd. Yeah, that's too much. <laughs> yeah. This he guy could because that's 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 a lot, man. This guy could play two games for the 49ers. God, that's what? I mean, even, if, even with the upside of him being healthy and what he does, that's way too and you don't have the first round pick either. So what they're not gonna pick till day three next year. Look, I've heard of F them picks, but F that draft. That's what the 49ers just did. That's wild, dude. I I, I think that's too my instant reaction to that would be that's that's too much to give up, especially like you said, given the injury history. He's been in the league for six years. Like I I don't like it. I mean in the short term it sounds great, but I'm, that's a lot to give up, dude. I it's a ton for a running back. Yeah. I mean, look, Kyle Shanahan has always wanted this rushing receiving threat out of the backfield that's really what they thought Jarek McKinnon was gonna be I think that's what he was kind of going for with Tevin Coleman we heard rumors that they were interested in Le'Veon Bell back in the day but to give up your second third and fourth round picks next year when you already don't have a first round pick because of the Trey Lance deal that is what that tells me that Kyle Shanahan thinks that this is a Super Bowl team. That's what he's telling you. And the pressure is ramped up now on them even more. Like, there really aren't excuses for them to not execute because Jimmy's proven that he's, you know, they've been able to get there before with him. The only real weakness when it came to skill positions, you could argue, was the running back positions. So I'm with you. Like, this ma this makes the pressure on them to win this year infinitely greater than it already have been, for sure. I, I'm stunned. Uh, the, the Niners have to be getting some sort of draft pick back in return, right? 
They have to because if you think I know there's years left on his deal and it's not the same situation, but like the Rams gave up a two and a three for Vaughn Miller, who plays a premium position and helped them win a Super Bowl last year. And the Niners gave up more than that for a running back with injury issues. So I'm excited for what McCaffrey's going to bring to the team um, from an X's and O standpoint and what they can do with him schematically. But like that's brutal to go through basically three days of the draft before you make a pick. I don't, I, I don't know how you can justify that. Okay, hold on. Ian Rappaport says the Panthers get a second-round pick at 23, a third-round 23. Yeah, that's it. There's no draft picks going back to the Niners. There's no anything. It's literally just straight up for Christian McCaffrey. I mean, maybe there was a bidding war, right? Maybe the Rams and the Bills and the Chiefs, and who knows who got involved. But, I mean, I'm sure John Lynch is not picking up the phone and saying, hey, we'll give you two, three, four, five, and, you know, like he's not just throwing that out there. Yeah, I just I, I wonder what the long term vision is, Rob, because I think so much of this has to do with, again, the complete package, because you're not doing this for a guy that's just going to carry the ball 20 times a game. Like, I think maybe Kyle has plans for him. Maybe they're going to use him in the slot a little bit. Definitely what he can do out of the backfield. Remember, he gave all that money to Jarek McKinnon once upon a time. Like McCaffrey is a guy that can do all that stuff for them. But that price is just that's going to be really a tough pill to swallow if anything short of a Super Bowl happens this year. Because there's going to be three months where we're going to be all we're going to be able to talk about is fifth round draft prospects because they traded everything away. <laughs> right. If you thought this year was tough with no first, it's like, damn, we might not even do a live draft show at that at that point. Look, you know, all we heard Super Bowl window, they were all hesitant to go at Lance, you know, because there was going to be growing pains, whatever. That I mean, they clearly think they're in it now. And I'm going to try and, and keep an eye on this. Like, what are other 49ers players saying on social media? Um, because, I mean, they got to be pumped, right? I mean, let, let's look. This is clearly a, a now move. If you're on this team now, you're stoked, right? You gave up essentially nothing. I mean, draft picks, yes, but players care far less about that. Mm-hmm. You gave up essentially nothing to get a player who, I mean, looks really good this year and has looked really good in the past. Even against the Niners, he looked good this year. Yeah, absolutely. And it has to give them a little boost of confidence, too, for all the things you mentioned, where they have to feel like, okay, like we think we're a Super Bowl team. Clearly, the front office feels they're a Super Bowl team, and they're willing to part. Like, second and third round draft picks are really valuable. I know that, you know, first round picks are the, you know, big headliners whenever there's trades, but those second and third round picks are really valuable, especially when you don't have the first. So, if you're a player, you got to feel really good about the belief that the front office has in you to win right away. And, you know, again, He's under contract for the next couple of years, so this isn't strictly a rental. It would be absolutely inexcusable if it was, you know, he was a free agent after the season. But, um, you know, I just think that Kyle has to have some sort of master plan here where he's, you know, he's masterminding some way to um, utilize McCaffrey beyond just the traditional running back role. Like, I think we might see him again kicked out wide in the slot. Like, he's he has to be a guy going forward where he's getting 80, 85 targets a year. You know, like, I just... I agree. Uh, Kevin Dennis watching on the YouTube page. Kyle's going to trade Trey Lance for all the draft capital back. <laughs> and we'll have Jimmy Garoppolo for another two to three years. At this point, I wouldn't be shocked as we welcome in Mark DeLucchi here from Niners Nation as well. Mark, I wrote... I I had written it wasn't going to go live until tomorrow at 8 a.m. Eastern time. But what I literally what I had written, the last line of the piece that will now never see the light of day was this team is never boring and it's awesome. And here we are. I mean, look, this is, you know, obviously Lance's injury is like 
you know, was a terrible part of the season and took a lot of air out. It did just end, though, having to worry about debate, right? Like, it made it, all right, we're focused on this team. We're focused on how they're going to do this season. We'll worry about quarterback stuff later. Um, and, and so it is nice to, to be on that end of things here. You know, hey, put all the chips in. I got to be honest, though. You know, I, I imagine, you know, this is Shanahan. We're talking about McCaffrey. He'll be split out wide. He'll be, you know, an option in the passing game. He's been known when he has a back he likes, the backup ain't getting carries. Are we mm-hmm. sure it's just McCaffrey's going to get 20? I mean, you can get 20, 25 touches, obviously, in a variety of ways. But, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if it's just McCaffrey in the backfield and, you know, and, and he's just getting the, the, the lion's share of carries. Um, you know, granted, obviously, you could still throw, you could do some fun stuff now. Think about throwing Debo in the backfield, throwing McCaffrey out wide, or you know, putting them both in the backfield together. My God, but um, yeah, I mean, you know, hey, I, I think the other thing too, I imagine y'all, y'all probably mentioned this before I hopped on, right? The Niners have a lot, like they had a lot of draft capital. They didn't have a first round pick, but they had a second round pick. They had three. They're gonna, they were gonna have four third round picks because Miko Ryan's is gonna get a head coaching job this offseason. So they were going to have four third round picks. They were going to have their own fourth round pick. They're probably going to have some other picks coming in the comp round. This, like the, the trade deadline or trades in general, I think are perfect time. You know, again, I prefer the, the Niners approach when it comes to trading capital. You want to accumulate a bunch of picks. You, you can occasionally use some of the top, but for the most part, accumulate a bunch of mid round picks because those are always valuable at getting you veterans who are going to do way more for your team in the short term, midterm than um, young players are. And the other thing about it, right? Trading for a player means that signing bonus money ain't on your salary cap. Like, it's also a way to manage the cap in a weird way, right? If McCaffrey's a free agent and the Niners sign him to the contract he got in Carolina, it's way different for the cap. They're going to take on the minimum on the uh, the prorated value of the minimum base salary that McCaffrey's making this year. And then I think the next couple years, right, it's $11 million or $12 million base salary with no money guaranteed. So that puts them in good position if they want to sign to an extension to restructure, to kick that money down the road, give them a bit more guarantees. And even then, even if they don't, $12 million for Christian McCaffrey, you know, yeah, he's a running back. There's risks. He hasn't been the same guy he was early in his career. But $12 million, that's second, basically to be a second or third receiver or third, third uh, weapon, although really fourth, I guess, if you, if you throw Kittle in there. Like, that's, to me, great value as well. Um, you know, obviously, the second-round pick hurts, but... Carolina isn't saving cap money with this. They, I think they save a million this year and like two million next year. So if they're going to make this move, they were going to need to get some big picks. You know, uh, again, they lose the second and third, but they'll probably have three threes anyway. They can probably use two of those threes, hopefully to trade up to the back of the second round if they want to make a pick there. And then you're pretty much, you know, about where, where, where you'd be in a normal draft minus the one yeah. for the trade up. Um. So there's a lot of takes flying in the comments. I, and I think it's a good point. You bring up Mark about the comp, the picks that they're going to get for comp and all that. Um, I'm reminded Jordan of something that Troy Aikman said during the week four game against the Rams. And I always say like, when you watch the broadcast on the, of the game, they have the production meeting with the staff and they, sometimes you get little nuggets in there because they're pretty honest in those production meetings. And Troy Aikman said, Kyle Shanahan really doubts he has the horses at running back to run the offense the way he wants to do it. And yet here we are going into week seven and Christian McCaffrey's on the team. Yeah, I remember you posted about that a couple of days ago, and I think you're absolutely right. I think especially, you know, with somebody like Troy Aikman, who's been in the booth for that long, he's not going to throw something out there like that just to fill the five seconds of airtime or whatever. Like there's going to mm-hmm. be some meaning behind it. And I think that that was... I remember, if I recall correctly, I think you did post about that a couple of days ago because I saw it and I'm pretty sure it was 
from you. Um, I, I just, I'm on to be honest with you, I can't wrap my head around the fact that they gave up that much capital for a running back. Like I, I, <laughs> you know, it, it, you live and die by Kyle Shanahan. So I'm excited to see what happens. I just didn't think it would take that much. And I'm shocked the 49ers were the team to do it. But, you know, just like you said, if they felt confidently, like the running game wasn't going to get it done with who they had, they had to do something, especially with the talk of that Super Bowl window, because it's not as much as I like yeah. graphics and as much as we can talk about them. These windows don't last forever. And if you really feel like that's what's holding you back, we know how good the defense is. You got to pull the trigger. So this, it, it, this season already had so many um, interesting storylines and it just added a whole nother layer to how much, you know, like, I can't wait for Sunday, man. Even if he doesn't play, the, the goal yeah. is going to be. And also again, the long term, like he's under contract, but again, he goes from being the minimum this year to 12 million next year. Are they going to keep that 12 million on the books? Like, again, it's not out of the question. They could turn around. And, if he has a great second half, they could turn around and move him this offseason, obviously extend, you know, like there, there's. You know, it's, it's like, right, I mean, obviously, he is not going to be the impact player. Khalil Mack would have been way back. But I remember when they were asked about it, they were like, how are you going to do this? DeForest Buckner's coming up. Eric Armstrong's going up. And I was basically said, we were going to trade two first-round picks for Khalil Mack. Go for it. At the end of the year, we were figuring we could trade him again to, if we weren't in, in, in the position. So I also don't – I also think there could be an element where I could see Shanahan and Lynch guy talking themselves in here too. Yeah, like basically we're giving up this second round pick for the run and we figure worst case scenario, we could trade him for a third and fourth this offseason or a third and fifth. Um, it, it could be a part of the logic. I mean, again, you know, this is right. Kyle Shanahan gets incredible running back production from running backs who are drafted very highly. And Kyle Shanahan still loves running backs and, you know, probably overpaying in terms of value. But, hey, I mean, they, they still got a, a dynamic player, right? Like, like this does change yeah. the fabric of Kyle McAndrews on the YouTube page. Thanks for the super chat. All we need is a fifth round pick anyways, which given how the success they've had there. Yes. But then Jason PDSI watching on the YouTube page says John Lynch just plunged our franchise into a decade of mediocrity. Christian McCaffrey has spent more time in a blue tent than on the field. We are dead. Jason's not wrong in his first three years in the league. Christian McCaffrey played 16 games all three years in the three years since then. Christian McCaffrey has played just 16 games combined so there is a risk there as we welcome in kyle posey mr graham poobah of niners nation kp i owe you a new article now sorry yeah man you're gonna have to stay up a little later and get to work um (laughs) wow 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 yeah so tim kawakami did a good job of kind of hinting that this was about to happen Mm -hmm. but it wasn't supposed to happen like right away right this this is going to be something that happens maybe a week from now maybe right up on the tra- or right up until the trade deadline but the fact that they were able to get him now does this mean he's going to suit up sunday because i think it does i think there's yeah. no doubt Sun- he is on the field <laughs> this is a we need some horses for kansas city this is i'm not going to fucking lose to patrick mahomes again i'm not going to yeah. do it and this is yeah. like this is what this is what he does man he's very um I mean, we've talked about it before. He he listens to the media. He, he's on the internet. Don't believe what you hear. So oh, this yeah, comes off is. as a guy who knows, hey, my team is three and three. I have two weeks before the bye. I'm going to try to squeeze every ounce of offense that I possibly can out of my team before I get to the bye. And this is exactly what it does. Yeah, it's Christian freaking McCaffrey, man. What else can you say about it? Um, let me just throw this in here because I'm seeing, I saw somebody, uh, Michael Sean Duggar. I hope I'm saying that name right on Twitter. Uh, he covers the Seahawks for the athletic, but he kind of pointed out like the Niners are a little all over the place, right? March of 2021. They're like, Hey, we can win, but we need somebody other than Jimmy G. 
then this offseason, they're like, hey, it's Trey Lance time. We're going to get rid of Jimmy. And now in this year, it's like, hey, we're stuck with Jimmy, but now we're going to go all in because we think we can win with Jimmy. It, it is sort of a weird plan, Jordan, or lack thereof. Yeah, I think honestly, though, like with McCaffrey, it's such a special situation because of his skill set, like his ability to play in the slot, play out wide, the things that Kyle can do with him in the passing game is to me like he's he's such a unique weapon like there really isn't another player in the league like McCaffrey that can do all the things that he does uh maybe Le'Veon Bell at his peak was probably the closest we've seen to somebody that can do all of those things from that position at that level so I, I agree the timing is kind of off but I also think that it's it's one of those situations where I would be shocked if the 49ers didn't spend a significant amount of time in that first draft they had in 2017 eyeing McCaffrey and I'm sure Kyle would have loved to come in from day one and had a weapon like that but it's really hard to justify having the building block of your team be a running back no matter how talented they are so this could have been a situation where Kyle's kind of been you know pining for him for years and it's a situation where all of a sudden he becomes available Um, to my knowledge I don't think there's ever been a time in the last five and a half years or so where McCaffrey was on the table so I think had it been a different running back, it would be much stranger. But I think just the, the overall skill set McCaffrey brings um, and what he can do within this offensive team makes it like it's a risk, of course. Like it's not like a no-brainer, but I mean, I agree with a lot of what KP said. Like I think they just got to the point where like they had to make some kind of move and he's going to there, – there's a lot riding on a running back, which is wild to say in the year 2022, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into that a little bit. Um, I'm, this is not my area. So I defer to you guys. How do we think that Kyle is going to use this essentially Swiss army knife? And by the way, uh, as Kevin Dennis, thanks for the super chat, uh, pointed out like on top of all this, we've got Harbaugh and all those boys coming in this weekend too. Like, this is just wild, but how is Kyle Shanahan going to use this new weapon that he has, you know? Supposedly, when they got Jarek McKinnon, Kyle had this whole offense and package and vision for how he was going to use him, and that all had to get scrapped when McKinnon got hurt. Uh, Mark, I'll start with you. What do you think Kyle's going to do with Christian McCaffrey? I, I mean, you know, I think, you know, Jordan was talking about throwing him out wide, throwing him in the spot. Again, I, I, I'm curious, right? Because, again, it, it comes down to this move is, I think, a combination of factors right now. There is, I think, you know, Beyond just the, the the McCaffrey being a great player, doing a lot of things that is so easy to fit into a Shanahan scheme. There's also a lot of like family connections here, right? Like like these are this is a family. The McCaffreys and the Shanahans go way back, and we and Shanahan's a loyal dude. Like I don't think you know. Again, I'm not saying that's why they give up a couple extra round picks because of that. But Shanahan's shown when he likes a guy, he doesn't care about value, right? That's why he <laughs> traded more to move up to the third overall pick than anyone has traded for pretty much anything in NFL history because he wanted the guy, so they were going to overpay to do it, right? I remember there was a, a, a Niners Nation piece from, from way back when Shanahan and Lynch's first draft. They, they said, why did we trade up for C.J. Beathard? Because we didn't want to wait till the next day and we were worried someone might take him, right? So, so like, I think there's a part of that. And I also think there's an added part is I don't think he trusts the running backs a great deal right now. Like Jeff Wilson's had his fumble issues and he fumbled last week. Like Jeff Wilson, again, he, he, you know, he, he gives, does what the <laughs> offensive line gives you, but Jeff I, Wilson fumbled, screw it. Trade for Christian. McCaffrey. Right. Like, I mean, again, like I, I think it's, I think it's a combination. That's why I'm curious to see, like, again, I think, you know, McCaffrey can do a lot in the receiving game. He can do a, some out wide out in the slot. Again, it wouldn't shock me though. If he's just in the backfield and he's just, you know, getting a bunch of carries and running, running routes out of the back. 
KP, who do you think the Niners beat out? Because I don't think, given what they gave up, there had to be another team in there. Well, and who else? Almost make, the Rams, right? Like, yeah, who else? Yeah. Because if you're Kyle, you can't lose to the Rams again, right? Especially when you've already beaten them once this year. You know they're up against it. Like, getting McCaffrey could rejuvenate their offense. You've seen what McVay can do with a star running back when Todd Gurley was kicking the hell out of everybody. Do you think it came down to them and the Rams and Kyle was like, we're not losing to these bastards again? Yeah, McVay's his boy. So, you know, they're probably talking about her and maybe not talking about it directly. But McVay was just talking about how Cam Akers is probably on the way out. They don't have a running back. So knowing that he needs that probably was just even more extra motivation to go out and get CMC. Excuse me, CMC. But I think there's no doubt about it. It was the Rams. And we've seen other teams like the Bills be interested. But I think it was a two man race. And. They were never going to get a first round pick. And I'm, I always wondered if the 49ers were going to call their bluff on that because think about it. We, we talked about his contract. Uh, we talked about just his injury history as well. So like the 49ers had really not much to lose to go out and do this. I know that people are going to be concerned about his contract moving forward, but when you have Trey Lance on a rookie deal, that does not matter. And you can rework um, CMC's contract. You can rework Jimmy Ward's, Eric, like you can rework so many players on your team's contract that paying for a 26 year old running back might upset some people, but this is no ordinary running back. This is legit. One of the, he's probably one of the best receivers on the 49ers already. So, um, yeah, he's, he's a really freaking good player. I was, I don't think people watched, obviously people didn't watch the Rams Panthers last week, but he was the only reason that they were competitive, man. The the Panthers didn't throw the ball past five yards. They knew everybody in the stadium knew the ball was going to go to McCaffrey and he still produced. And I think that's the biggest compliment you can give to a guy like that. Uh, he had one run toward the end of the game where he made a guy miss. He broke another tackle and then he just outran everybody and he, he ended up getting caught. But those are the type of plays you need. So Shannon talked uh, last year it's so hard to sustain drives in this league. And now they have game breaker at running back and you add in Debo and Ayuk and obviously Kittle. So it's going to be very tough to slow this offense down, but when they do stumble, the pitchforks are going to come out, man. By the way, if the Rams had traded their second and third round pick, they would not have a pick until the sixth round in the upcoming draft. Oh, that's why there it is. (laughs) (laughs) That's why it was the second, third and fourth, right? Because the Rams are probably going to be picking higher if you were guessing right now. And yeah, right. Stuff to they don't care them. like good for the rams and good for the niners jason again on the youtube page john lynch doesn't think he'll be here in three years he just mortgaged our future for a piece of peanut brittle i don't know that it's john lynch doesn't think he'll be here i think it's more like hey i'm gonna do this and if it, things start to go bad i can get a job in tv anytime i want so who cares also, so a different. second third fourth and a fourth or fifth that's not mortgaging the future right like that's like look at who they picked one- in those rounds yeah, yeah. And and that's a good point. You know, we say it's a lot now, but if you attach names to those picks and I tell you the Niners traded Solomon Thomas, AJ Jenkins, LaMichael Jane, you know, if you put names to those picks and they're all duds, you're like, oh, this is a steal for the Niners. So we don't really know. And, And usually, Jordan, the team that gets the sure thing ends up on the better end of these deals. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think it, it does come down to that. Like you could not imagine, I mean, we could all imagine, but could you imagine the like firestorm that would have happened if the Rams would have gotten McCaffrey and the 49ers didn't, and let's say they go out and they run, you know, 20 times for 65 yards or something like that. <laughs> they, I, I don't want to say like that was the driving decision because it never should be. But I do think at a certain point, like, they had to do something to change up what they were doing on offense. And I'm just sitting here thinking like, if you're an opposing defense and you're lining up against a 22 personnel look that has Debo and Ayuk out wide, that's Kittle at tight end. And then you have use check and you have Christian McCaffrey in the backfield. You have to respect the run. You're going to have to throw three linebackers on the field and you have five guys that can all run routes as good as, you know, the majority of people at their position. There's a couple guys that can't, but you know, I'm not naming names here, but there's a, you know, that's, uh, that, that, that to me, I, I'd be having nightmares if I was a defensive coordinator, knowing that I'm going to have to stay in base personnel against a group that's that dynamic. Um, so I'm just seeing a tweet from Ian Rappaport. I'm just going to read it. New 49ers running back Christian McCaffrey, who has already spoken to Kyle Shanahan and Team Brass, travels tomorrow to his new home. If he plays Sunday, which he likely will do, expect a red zone package, then he will ramp up from there man like it's, oh, he's this playing. is happening yeah, he playing. he's playing so you can book um, right now i don't know if there's an anytime touchdown score bet for christian mccaffrey but he's gonna score <laughs> out in the end zone you can book that i'm right about now. to look right now so <laughs> we need we do need to talk about this and people are people are worried that um this is like a rent of players so christian mccaffrey is under contract for three more seasons like he's going to be in the bay area for the foreseeable future and i imagine as long as Kyle Shanahan's here, he's going to be here. Think about the history that they have. He babysat this freaking kid. He's not going anywhere anytime soon, man. Well, and think about the context too. Again, we talk about the injuries. We talk about all the you know potential sort of downsides of this deal, and there are some downsides, right? At the same time, McCaffrey's basically after the season, it's three years at twelve million dollars. Marquez Valdez Scantling got ten million dollars <laughs> as a free agent. This this, this offseason like 12 million dollars if you're thinking of the free agent market you're thinking of what kind of weapon 12 million dollars gets you like that's not a dangerous weapon that's not someone with this upside the fact that there's a chance that they have McCaffrey again in whatever form he is they could have him for the next three years and none of that money's guaranteed so if this is something that collapses if this is something where he has you know big injuries he just isn't the same guy they're also not tied to any anything on their books in 2025 2024 and if he is that guy, you also now have leverage to restructure that into an extension that at a below keeping him at a below market rate. Like this is this is definitely not a situation where the Niners have to worry about the, the contract situation unless he's really, really good. And then you figure it out and how to fit his 12 million on the books next year. Right. Oh no. What if Christian McCaffrey's really, really good? Right. Like it's the same, like, there are some 49er fans that are like, what if they win the Super Bowl? Then what do you do with Jimmy and Trey? It's like, no, don't sit there worrying about winning a Super Bowl. Like, these are the problems that you want to have. Um, I had been thinking that the Niners needed to do something different offensively. I wrote something for Niners Nation today about, has the offense really changed that much since the Super Bowl against the Chiefs? Last year, their big innovation was Debo at wideback. Apparently, Kyle, it's this year, it's Christian McCaffrey at running back. If there's a let's think about that backfield. So like Jimmy in the backfield with Christian McCaffrey on one side and Debo on the other. 
Uh, good luck defending that. Defenses are going to have a headache, man. It's going to be a pain to stop these guys. Yeah, I imagine he's going to be up all night drawing up. I mean, he probably has been, but the you know how we heard about Kyle was on the airplane drawing up plays for Trey Lance? Like, he's probably legitimately up drawing plays for Christian McCaffrey. I, I don't have – like, I'm – usually not too optimistic when it comes to players but in this case like I don't have anything bad to say about Christian McCaffrey because in my mind there's nothing that he does bad on the football field you really can't say that um, about many football players in this league like yes there's a there's a chance that he gets hurt but that's true for everybody so uh that's just low-hanging fruit right there yeah I don't I'm pretty excited to see how they use him and the fact that he's going to suit up is probably a great sign Moody watching on the YouTube page says Mike McDaniel was the special sauce. Here's the thing. The thing about McCaffrey that I like is he's like Debo, a guy that can transcend scheme, right? Oh, it's really boring. This is a really boring, you know, play, whatever. Well, Christian McCaffrey can just break six tackles and make a play like we saw Debo do against the Rams. Jordan, I want to give you a final thought here because we're going to have people popping in and out. So I'm going to try and cycle in as many hosts as I can. Your final thought on the night that the 49ers acquire Christian McCaffrey. Um, I, I just think that this this is hopefully what will take them over the top. I think that, again, what they will be able to do to me, what Kyle Shanahan has done the best in his time as a play caller with the 49ers is force opposing defenses to keep their base personnel out in a time where sub packages rule the league and defenses are out in nickel more than they're in any other, um, you know, defensive personnel. And you really are going to have a hard time defending this 49ers offense. If you're not throwing three linebackers out there. And then when you add in what he can do, um, even again, Kyle, you is your fullback can run routes. I, I think this is the ultimate move to put them over the top while still not deviating from what Kyle ultimately wants to do as a play caller and a play designer. So well, I'm very excited about that. I, I I think it's a really bold strategy to give up that much draft capital for a running back. So I'm really – I just think that my final takeaway, Rob, would just be they put a lot more pressure on themselves, but they have the potential to really be a Super Bowl team with the place, pieces they have in place right now. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. Jordan Elliott, thank you very much. Will he stay healthier knowing that he doesn't have to be the bell cow? Will he stay healthier knowing that the offense doesn't necessarily need to run through him in the same way that it did in Carolina? Because any any Panther game you watch, 22, 22, 22, it's all mm-hmm. him. In this case, he might not have to touch the ball 20 times. And if anything, it might be less is more with McCaffrey knowing that defenses can't key in and hone in on him the same way that the Panthers did. Go Yankees! <laughs> oh, guys, we welcome in Jason Aponte here. You know, this could have been a, a, a salvageable night for Jason, KP, and then you just had to go and twist that knife. How are you feeling, Jay, after uh, big news for the Niners? Yeah, well, the Yankees lost. Chris Olave didn't score a touchdown for my anytime, uh, you know, bet. You know, like, it's, it's, it's just we're, we're, we're completely rolling. And then here we go with Christian McCaffrey. A few quick thoughts, though, to kind of piggyback off what KP said. You know, when you think about the Christian McCaffrey thing and the injuries. Well, not only does that short him up to not be injured, it also doesn't put Debo in a position where he needs to be a wide back anymore. And it also puts him in a position where he can be a wide receiver. And just think about the pressure that this is going to cause on the opposing defenses. Now you have that guy who can run choice routes and do whatever you want. You have him who can split out wide. You don't need to necessarily tax him. One other thing for the people that are talking about, you know, and Jordan's absolutely right. This is a lot of draft capital to give up for a running back, especially 26 with the injury history. I get that part. 
But the same fans that would be poo-pooing this front office and saying, well, you know, he went to the Rams or he went to the Bills and they're not aggressive enough. Well, the 49ers were aggressive. And I think this shows you two things. One, they realize what's in front of them. They can win a Super Bowl this year in an NFC that has maybe one or two really, really good teams. I don't think you believe in the New York Giants at 5-1. and one. I sure as hell don't. Or I don't believe in the Minnesota Vikings at 5-1. and one. I mean, yes, the Philadelphia Eagles are very good, but it's all right there for the taking. You get your reinforcements back on defense. The offense is largely going to have to be the reason that you take that next step. So why not give it a shot at this point? And so many people are going to tell you, well, you can't give up draft capital and, you know, the draft's a, a crapshoot. Give me what I know. Give me what I know. Don't give me what you think a third, fourth, and fifth round pick or whatever it is a second round pick will be. Right. Because when those guys bust, you're going to tell me it's a crapshoot. So, again, look, there's many ways to look at this. I personally am excited. I know many 49er fans are. But it does, I, it does kind of show me that this front office is – kind of taking charge right now and saying, you know, we know what's in front of us. We're not going to waste this season and we're going to go for it. And I'm not necessarily against that idea. Chris Maldonado watching on the YouTube page. What's up, y'all? If McCaffrey plays Sunday, does it change Kansas City's game plan and the fans are going to go crazy? Yeah, they will. He is likely going to play. Again, if you missed it, Ian Rappaport said he's already on his way to San Francisco. He's already going to – he's talked to the team brass already, and it looks like maybe they'll start with just the red zone package and go from there. I do kind of like that, though, Mark. Like, Kansas City now has no idea what to prepare for. In in the red zone, which, you know, the Niners haven't been great in the red zone this year. They kind of, you know, they have that one up on Kansas City, so to speak. Yeah. And, you know, on top of that, again, you know, they're talking about the red zone again. You know, hey, Christian, you know, you know, the verbiage, you know, Jimmy will tell you what to do. You know, like I also would not be shocked if they end up downplaying it. We end up seeing him get 10, 15 touches. Um, you know, even even outside of, of those kind of packages. I mean, again, it's just it's such a dangerous weapon. It's such a dynamic weapon. And again, I wonder if you're Kansas City, if again, you're just I mean, again, obviously, they'll probably do some minor, you know, late week adjustments. But at, at this point, if you're KC, right, you prep for Debo, you prep for Ayuk, you kept you prepped for kill, you know, like at a certain point. I mean, again, this is even if they had the whole week right going forward, this is just going to make life for defensive coordinators that much harder, you know, when, when you were already going up. You know, when it's already a, t- a tall task going up against Shanahan again, whatever you want to say about his in-game play calling, I think there's no doubt that prepping for him is still a really difficult thing for opposing coordinators to do. So now you're just giving basically, you know, a fourth weapon that I think coordinators are really, you know, concerned about, and whether or not that 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 changes their scheme or whether or not that like it just gives them another thing to be nervous about. It gives them another thing to take up time and stress, and again, and, and that adds up. That, that that's incredibly valuable. Well, Mark, thanks for hopping in here. I really appreciate the time. No problem. I, I, I just want to say this one thing, too. Don't underestimate that a lot of this is being shaped by media narrative. And the national reporters who are making a big deal about this is a massive haul, this is a huge return, are doing that because the Panthers just traded the face of their franchise, and that fan base has truly nothing right now. to <laughs> If you are a Panthers fan, do you feel great about getting a second, third, and fourth round pick from the Niners? At best, it's probably, what, 14th in the round. It's probably going to be in the 20s. Like, I just traded the only guy that makes this offense worth watching. We just traded Robbie Anderson for a sixth round pick because he didn't want to be here. Like, 
I, I also think there's a lot of the media narrative about Massive Hall. They gave up a third and fourth round pick for 32-year-old Emmanuel Sanders, who was going to be a free agent, who was on pace to get 800 yards, had 800 yards, and that trade was worth it for the 49ers. Yeah. They basically added a second rounder and a future fifth on top of it. Got a guy who's younger, who's a better player, who's more dynamic, and is under team control at very favorable numbers for the next three years. You know, again, I, I don't I, – I mean, again – is it a bit of an overpay value giving the running back stuff? Sure, but I don't think it's this massive overpay that national media is starting to paint this as. I think that's heavily tied to they know they, they got Panthers fan base and they got Panther sources they want to keep that relationship good with. So appreciate y'all. Thanks, y'all Mark. Around. One more thing real quick. Uh, I think people are forgetting how many third-round picks the 49ers actually have, and D'Amico Ryans is going to fetch them another one once he becomes a head coach as well, too. So, like, again, it's 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 so many things, and it's not necessarily – like, face value when you look second, third, fourth-round pick, it's easy for you to say, man, that's a lot. But then you forget the behind-the-scenes stuff. The 49ers are gods at comp picks, and that's exactly what they've done, <laughs> and that's how they built this roster pretty well. So, again – are we objectively looking at this or are we just like taking this for face value and just saying, Oh my God, they gave up all these picks. They're going to have a bunch of third round picks and they didn't have any first round picks at this point. And then when you think about the future of this team, I, I shudder to think of what this offense would look like next year with Trey Lance, Christian McCaffrey, yeah. Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, uh, and Debo Samuel with a, with a full season. And one more thing, Trent Williams ain't getting any younger. George Kittle's not getting any younger. You've got to strike while you have a shot right here at this point. So when 49er fans tell me, oh, I want to win Super Bowls, I want to win multiple Super Bowls, well, let's win one and let's figure that one out. And then after that, let's let's we'll figure out the rest. Like, like when did when do we start to figure out that Super Bowls are one, second, third, and fourth, fifth times super easy, as if the first one was easy? Like again, realistically, think about this. It's hard to win Super Bowls. So if you get one, do you think that the Rams right now, no matter all the struggles that they're going through right now, and they don't have any picks? think they're upset because they won a Super Bowl last year win the Super Bowl and then we'll talk about the rest later please how does this change the landscape of the NFC because if you look around there are I mean we we say it every week like who's good in the NFC like the Eagles are good the Cowboys when they get Dak back they're probably good and if you look at a lot of advanced metrics and just point differential the 49ers are probably next up that was with an offense that's been sputtering that's with an offense that can't seem to get out of their own way if anything this is going to make this is going to keep the defense more fresh. I think I don't want to say this makes them the favorites, but I'm, if you were to say it, I wouldn't disagree with you. Well, I mean, I don't know about that just because they're they have so many injuries. But clearly, sure. the Niners are right there in the NFC, and you know this goes to positionless football. That's what Kyle Shanahan has always wanted. And so as long as this defense is some semblance of healthy, I think they're going to be able to do so much creative stuff with McCaffrey, starting him in the backfield, moving him into the slot, starting Debo out wide, then moving Debo into the backfield. Maybe McCaffrey goes out wide. Like they're going to be able to do so much stuff here that I really do think that as long as their defense is somewhere close to the group that we saw in the beginning of the year, they are right up there with any anybody in the NFC. And I think the Niners kind of philosophy is just get us to the playoffs and we'll do the rest from there. Whether it's winning the division, whether it's wild card, whatever. Like Kyle will say to this day, he thinks the Niners had the best team in 2019 and they didn't win the Super Bowl. I don't think they care about being the number one seed or any of that. Just get into the playoffs and I will figure it out. And it's certainly a lot easier to figure out, Jason, if you've got Christian McCaffrey back there. Rob, and then think about think about this team. 
They're about to get their starting free safety back. They'll get Mooney Ward back at some point. They'll get Aziz Alshair back. They'll get Elijah Mitchell back. Trent Williams is on his way back. What other team in the NFC can you look at and say, aside from Dallas, who is about to get Dak Prescott back, and I'll be honest, I know 49er fans don't want to hear this. They scare the hell out of me because that defense is just as good as advertised, and Dak Prescott's very good. But largely, the NFC, all of these teams are who they are. The Green Bay Packers are who they are. Devontae Adams ain't walking through that door. They don't want to give <laughs> the ball to Aaron Jones for whatever reason. Do you think that you're you're worried about Kirk Cousins in Minnesota? You're not. The Saints are not good. The Cardinals are a mess. Kyler Murray's cursing at his coach. I mean, you know, the Rams right now, their offensive line is like, like there's no real big additions or returns for NFC teams right now at this point. But the 49ers are going to do two things. They just added a difference maker, and they're going to get healthy. And they have different – it's not, oh, it's just some guy. No, it's Mooney Ward, Jimmy Ward, Nick Bosa, Aziz Al-Shair, Elijah Mitchell. These are all difference makers, and that's what the 49ers have in their back pocket. Let's welcome in Rich Madrid here. Rich, welcome to the to the cabal here, talking a little Christian McCaffrey. I have to say I feel like everybody so far has been pretty positive on this move for the Niners. Are you going to come in and spoil the party? Do it. No, 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 no. I, I love Christian McCaffrey as a player. Um, definitely, I, I wanted him in the 2017 draft in the first round with their first pick. Um, just been an absolute fun joy to watch that guy play football. And uh, I didn't I didn't think they were going to do it, though. I, I thought, you know, they're always in on these players. They, they were outbid on Khalil Mack. They were outbid on Stafford. And they're always like, yeah, we were in. We made a call, uh, kind of gauge the other team's interest. And, you know, nothing ever happened um, with a lot of the other past players they were involved with. So to, to see this come across the timeline was, like, just shocking. Um, yeah, I, I think it's great. I think it's fantastic. Plus, like what Jason was saying earlier, there's no player in the second, third, and fourth rounds that's going to be better than this guy right away. So – I think they had to make the move. They needed to do something, and they did it. And uh, I'm I'm pumped for it. I, I really am. What, what does it say about TV? About Ty Davis Price? Yeah, another third round pick down there. So wait, so wait, wait, wait. Oh wait, wait, wait. KP, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. So third round picks can bust. Oh, but we gave right. a third round oh, pick for right. Christian McCaffrey. Like yeah. again, guys, stop telling me to draft a crapshoot, and then you're getting Christian McCaffrey, a known commodity, for a maybe guy. Like, come on. They just, they- they just traded TDP and Ambry Thomas for <laughs> Right. Yeah. That's the thing. When you attach names to it, all of a sudden it doesn't look quite so expensive. Now, of course, that can go the other way too. Let's be fair. If you traded, you know, Nick Bosa, Micah Parsons, and, and yada, 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 then it looks really bad. But we, no one can know that when you make the trade. It's impossible to know. So if that's going to be your philosophy, you're never going to trade for anybody and you're never going to take big swings. And that's, I like that they're taking a swing, right? You can't hit a home run if you're always trying to bunt. Maybe it blows up in their face, okay. But when you're here and you've got the roster they have, if you're not going to take a big swing, what the hell is the point? This is nothing really new, right? This is something that they've done essentially every year. So dating back to the... People always remember the swings that don't work out, but mm-hmm. they probably don't make the Super Bowl if they don't swing and swing. I'm not going to say miss for D Ford. And we talked about the Jared McKinnon one, but that doesn't really seem like a big deal. So Emmanuel Sanders is the, those are the type of deals that you remember that stand out because when he was on the field, when he brought them in, he made everybody around him better. You have to think that McCaffrey is going to make everybody around him better. And again, 
if you can't hone in on McCaffrey the way that the Carolina is going to do because they are they have so many freaking good players on offense, it's going to be very tough to slow him down, man. I agree with what Rich said. Like people know he's good, but I don't think people really understand how good of a player this guy is, man. Now I got to go fire up that Panthers film, Rich, and just watch every touch that Christian McCaffrey has. And just sit there and get excited. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, make a I'll make a clip tonight. It'll be fun. Yes. I wish I wish some of the older stuff was still available on Game Pass. I don't really have any of the Panthers um, tape from the last few seasons because that all that just disappeared. Because you care about your mental health and you don't want to watch. <laughs> yeah. Not care to watch. Not watching that Matt Rule tape. Yeah, not grinding DJ Moore yeah. being wide open and getting overthrown. Not only that, but like watching him in the offense. Stop it, KP. Stop it. I, 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 your anti-DJ Moore agenda has been clear for some time. I don't like it. That was uh, that was kind of a disgusting offense with Cam Newton and him, too, back in 17. Very. So, I, I mean, I just – Inside zone, inside zone, inside zone. And then – you know, then they'd get him. They'd get him across the field on like their version of arches or whatever. Um, but he's just an electric player. I, it just he's going to be enhanced. His skill set's going to be enhanced in this offense. It's going to be a nightmare for teams. Can I bring up something? And th- this is something that I was actually slacking you about earlier, Kyle, because I thought that Jimmy Garoppolo had a really couple interesting answers in his press conference today. He yeah. was talking about. The they asked him, like, do you see signs that the offense is coming out of it? And what he said was, Yes, I do. We're we're building that trust with the skill players, is what he said. And when he said that, I was like, That's really weird because all the skill players have been there for at least two years. So how does he not have trust built up with him? He specifically went on to mention Ayuk and how like their Ayuk is on the right track and he's doing really well and they're building this trust. So we all think that Christian McCaffrey's gonna come right in, and yet if it takes Jimmy Garoppolo two years to gain trust in a player, will that limit his effectiveness? Or am I just reading way too much into things, Kyle? No, I mean, why would he say that if there wasn't legitimate trust issues? And we don't know what exactly those trust issues are, right? Because when we see them play, when we see Ayuk play specifically on Sunday, he's always open. And we're always clamoring for more targets from him. And finally, on this past Sunday, it looked like they're running their offense through him. You had the most targets he's had in two years. But for Jimmy to come out and say that after that, despite Ayuk having a good performance, that means there's definitely something going on behind closed doors. So will we ever get a media member to ask that question? Probably not. But <laughs> um, I, I don't – it's tough just because you don't know what's going on and all we can see on the surface is Ayuk just bawling essentially. So – I would love to know what he needs to do to take that next step or to essentially earn Jimmy's trust other than throw him the ball and give him an opportunity. But it sounds like it's much deeper than that. All right. So maybe, maybe, maybe it's just a receiver thing. I mean, at least with Christian McCaffrey, they could just turn around and hand him the ball. And if I know one thing about Jimmy Garoppolo, he's damn good at turning around and handing running back the football. Had, you just, you just couldn't resist. Was, you couldn't resist. Like it was, it was there. Like you could have like not done it. And you were just like, nah, no way. I'm going for it. Who's getting the push pass? He went like this. I went like that. Is he the best? Is he going to live in the slot? Like, are they going to have. Jeff Wilson or Kyle Juszczyk in the backfield as a third down back, and is he going to be the slot receiver? Because I think that's what makes it so, they've kind of phased you. So I don't want, I don't want to say they've phased Juwan Jennings out, but it seems like he's losing snaps as the week goes along, and they need to be more explosive. And obviously, the one drawback with Jennings is he like he can't really run down the field. So 
that's not an issue with CMC. So I wonder if that's part of the line of thinking in addition to just, you know, he's going to be on the field no matter what. The drops don't help. I mean, this is going to limit McLeod too. So that's oh, great. Oh, no. Great. <laughs> Probably what will we thing. do? <laughs> you're just getting, you're just like setting it up for Rob. But no, I do think that that's a good point. And I think that's what makes this move so exciting, right? Like there is a world where, you know, you could go four or five wide and it's Christian McCaffrey and, you know, putting him up against a linebacker or anything like that. That's death. That's just death. And it's so easy, right? And we can out of the backfield run Texas routes all day. Rich Madrid's favorite. Like it's, it's so easy to just do things like that with Christian McCaffrey. Um, and, and I, it just, Again, I do think that the 49ers recognize this NFC is wide open. This offense is going to have to be the reason that we do get it done because we've tried the whole defense, carry us, all those things. But in those bigger moments, you need the offense to make yeah. plays and you need to to have playmakers. No better playmaker at the running back was available right now at this point. And don't tell me about some guy that's sitting on the street that used to play in Kyle's system four years ago. Like, you know, like, don't tell me, don't tell me that they could have picked up Devonta Freeman and said, well, you just know, like, that's not the same thing, guys. It's not. It really isn't. Hey, I'm going to bounce. I got stuff I got to take care of. So yeah, I'm going to get out of here too, actually, because it's late on my side and I'm going to be up early tomorrow because oh. I'm probably not going to be able to sleep. All right. It's late for you too, huh? Rich, thank you very much. Jason, thank you very much. See you, boys. David watching on the YouTube page. Stats woke up and chose violence after the trade. First of all, I wake up and choose violence every single day. I was going to so. say, David, have you never met this guy before? <laughs> you know what I'm looking forward to? The narrative now for every 49ers game and primetime game has shifted. Instead of the Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't even supposed to be here. Now it's going to be, oh, they're going all in for this year. They traded for Christian McCaffrey. Oh, by the way, did you know Kyle Shanahan used to babysit Christian McCaffrey? Christian McCaffrey went to Stanford. That happens to be close to where the 49ers are. Like that, <laughs> right. That's what it's going to be now. It's going to be nonstop. They're going to find different ways to connect the same storyline, the same plot over and over and over again. You know what we really need? The NFL to step in, bump this terrible Sunday night football game, and let the oh. 49ers and Chiefs play under the lights. That's yeah. what we need. Please. My guy. I mean, it's too late to do it now, but damn. It's the I Dolphins and the Steelers, man. God. this. I mean, it, it does sort of change the outlook for the 49ers for the rest of the year, though. Like, I I already feel better about the off. Just having him on the field, even if he doesn't touch the football, changes everything. And I agree. Less Juwan Jennings, less Ray Ray McLeod. Like, yes, I'm here for that. Yeah, you, you can't go wrong with having more good players. And that's what the 49ers right? are doing right now. Instant impact players. So Andy Reid was talking about the 49ers, obviously. And he said D'Amico Ryan's did a really nice job of getting new guys in and getting them to play fast right away. And I think with Christian McCaffrey, there's going to be such an easy crossover for him. So he's going to mm. be able to do all the things that we want to see. And it, there's not going to be this, this lag when he's on the field. Um, just because he's going to be in a position again, he's going to have so much space around him to operate as well. And that's another thing, the space that he had in Carolina, like I'm going to start posting screens. Like he was in hell there. Like I'm so happy <laughs> for him just as a person to not have to go through the rest of his career. So yeah, it's a uh, buckle up, man. I, I, you, you cross your fingers. You want him to stay healthy because he is just such an entertaining player to begin with, but um, I, it'll be fun. He, how how fun will it be knowing all this that his first real action is going to come against the Rams?
Right. Just as if we needed, you know, another thing. The Rams are probably like, damn it. Especially when, by all reports, they were the ones competing with the Niners uh, at the end for this deal. You know, part of me does wonder if the Rams were only in it to jack up the price on the Niners. That's the that's the skeptical side of this. They didn't have a a real chance. Right. Knowing like, hey, we'll never finally actually pull the trigger. So let's just keep saying that we will. That's a dangerous game, too. But look, I like it for the like, am I scared about the picks? Yeah, but I'm not even going to know what those are, what they turn into for a long, long time from now. So now I'm just going to enjoy it. And let me just throw one more thing in there. And this is like, this is me just going over the top, looking ahead, but I'm going to do it anyway. Does this make the Niners just a little bit more attractive for Odell Beckham Jr.? If he decides to, you know, he's got to sign somewhere, right? November, I I saw a report that he might be able to be willing to sign next month with somebody. You throw Christian McCaffrey in the, I don't know. Maybe that, maybe I'm going overboard. No. So it doesn't have to be limited to Odell Beckham over the next few weeks. It should be, we should be looking at it like this in the upcoming off season the free agents that are going to want to come to the Bay area. Now that uh, we, we hear people talk about, Hey, because the quarterback, because this player, they want to come to sp- certain teams. Now that the 49ers, John Lynch can say, Hey, look at all these players we have. You don't have to do anything. Uh, we're going to score a bunch of points. <laughs> we're going to be up. Now you can pad your stats defensively. Maybe that's going to be to entice like a cornerback or a safety. So this could go in a lot of positive ways for the 49ers in the off season when it comes to, adding more good players to their roster. And I get the nepotism or the uh, skepticism. I got Brandon Lee Gowden and RJ Ochoa from bleeding green nation and blogging. The boys are just laughing, cackling at the return. The Niners gave up. And I, I get all of that. And look, Don't I care. right. Like, yes, they're right. But also what if it works? Like, and that is a possibility. He could get hurt, but he could stay healthy. And if he stays healthy, he's going to be awesome. And this offense is going to be awesome too. Just stay healthy during the playoff run. Make the playoffs, stay healthy, make defenses honor the 49ers in the hardest time, and they're going to be fine, man. I think there's, there's too many. When you look at these things, it boils down to one simple thing. Do you have Jimmys and Joes in the playoffs? Do you have guys who can win one-on-one? Christian McCaffrey is one of the best one-on-one players in the NFL. It is a no-brainer to add that type of player to your offense in an offense that has been struggling to move the ball. That's it. Struggling. What else matters? Yeah. And you could say what you want about, oh, they gave up a lot for a running back, whatever, but you're right. They had to do something. They had to. It couldn't keep going. And look, maybe this is the biggest signal yet that, that Kyle Shanahan didn't know what else to do right? Like maybe he thought that with this is the best he could do with what he had. Well, now he's got a new chess piece to move all over the field. It's going to be so much fun. And again, if you're just joining us, Christian McCaffrey likely will play at least some snaps on Sunday. Ian Rappaport said a red zone package for him, man. If you had told me when I woke up this morning, this is the world we'd be in by the time I went to bed, I wouldn't have believed it. Although now I'm not going to bed for quite some time because I got to redo 49ers and five <laughs> and I got to rewrite my post for tomorrow morning, Kyle. Congrats to Christian McCaffrey for being able to run behind Trent Williams. Sorry, Rob, for having to stay up on the East coast, but <laughs> it'll be worth it. All right, everybody. That's going to do it for us. Uh, I got to be honest. 
Well, I already recorded the Gold Diggers podcast with Michelle. I got to hack the hell out of that thing now because this is all, (laughs) this is a different world than we lived in 30 minutes ago, or I should say an hour ago now, but whatever. But it's going to be so much fun. That game against the Chiefs is going to be fun. We're going to have a crossover podcast. It's going to come out with Steven Serto of Arrowhead Pride. So we'll have that to talk about. We'll break down the matchup. And of course, the Instant Reaction podcast after the game live here on the Niners Nation YouTube, Facebook, Twitter pages, my Twitch page at Stats on Fire. Stick with Niners Nation because you never know what the hell is going to happen next. KP, thank you so much for jumping in. Always, man. Um, I will have no problem talking about this offense now. (laughs) Enjoy the rest of your night, everybody.